welcome back to the Say Thanks More podcast. I am Marie Murataya, and I am so excited to have a guest today. Um, I am going to be talking with Grace Martin, who is a wellness coach. She also is a teacher. Um, so yeah, let's let's chat. Grace, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thanks so much for having me on today. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. I'm excited to talk about all things mindfulness and um, pick your brain a little bit. Uh, if anybody is ha has seen my lives in the last couple of months on Instagram, Grace joined me um, for a live where we talked about, we kind of got into time management. We talked about a lot of different things, which I'm excited to dive deeper into today. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of start so since you are a teacher, if you want to give a little bit of your background um, with that and kind of how you've blended being a wellness coach and, and your teaching career. Absolutely. So thing is, when I first went back to teaching after my first maternity leave, my little man was eight months old and about a month into teaching, that's when the pandemic hit and quarantines and lockdowns came about. And I was teaching from my kitchen table with my almost year old baby on my hip trying to teach physics live. And what I noticed was I really needed to focus on my mental and emotional wellness. I had to be there for my students and I didn't know if it was actually helping or not because I was teaching to all black boxes with nobody on their screen. And I would put out every day, all oh, right, so this little mindfulness thing, this little mindfulness thing, and I'd start doing weekly emails to my staff saying, hey, here's about lymphatic drainage. Hey, this week, this is a really great yoga practice. Hey, have you heard of this technique or strategy to use? And it just started so organically as something that I was doing for myself that I just started sharing with others. And then the following year, when I was back mostly in person and we had to keep on pivoting between online and in person, I really noticed as I looked around that my colleagues were suffering. They were having a very difficult time. And I was pregnant and balancing my little toddler as well as a full teaching load and thought, wow, I can help. I feel obligated to help. There is one caveat there. I did have one breakdown where I cried in my principal's office, but I have an extremely, extremely supportive administration. This happened in September of that year where I had just gotten the crazy pregnancy hormones that I might blame a little bit. And my administrator said, take your own advice. You know all of the strategies to take care of yourself and you know how burnt out you are going to be if you continue working this hard for all of your students. Take a breath, take a beat, and take your own advice. And that's where the wellness coaching became an ideation of a side business of, yes, I'm a teacher. Yes, I'm a full-time teacher, but I also know I need to help. And that's why I became a wellness coach. That's awesome. And it kind of answers, I want to talk like main, like, or not mainly, I want to get into what you find or why you find, um, those aspects of wellness. So important kind of what, because we all, we do, we need it. And I've, I've broken down in my ad administrator's office too. Um, and I don't have, I don't even have pregnancy hormones to blame, but, um, I, you know, I totally relate and, and 
that happened after I started my side business and I started talking about the gratitude journals and stuff. I think it's a good um, reminder, not only for those of us that are so involved in this kind of this world of mindfulness and wellness um, that, you know, if we feel those things like and and we have these this, this toolbox that we're constantly opening and utilizing. Then um, how many others aren't you know maybe aware of all of the strategies and all the things that we can be doing for ourselves because we are in a field of service, um, and we you know it, it's the it's the age old saying now you know you can't pour from that empty cup, um, and so if we have things that are constantly helping us fill that cup then uh, it's helpful to be of service and to help be present, right? Um, and so what is it about mindfulness or why is are these aspects of wellness and mindfulness, what kind of is really like important to you as far as they go? Because you were obviously, you know, even, you know, you're coming back from maternity leave, you were already kind of ingrained in this, um, in these things, right? Well, absolutely. That mindfulness to me is, presence in all aspects of your well-being. It is presence in your life and how you are experiencing your life. So when we talk about being burnt out, being super tired, breaking down in our administrator's office because this is just too much that we cannot continue to keep going this hard anymore, we have to realize that you don't need to set time aside to be mindful. You can be mindful in absolutely everything that you do. So what I wanted to really touch on was the idea of pouring from the empty cup. It's so important to me that my cup never gets empty. So the best analogy I have here is I don't pour from my cup at all. I fill myself to overflowing. And it is through overflowing that I naturally outpour to everyone else without ever lifting my glass from the faucet, right? It's Mm -hmm. allowing the excess of so much love and appreciation and well-being from you to exude out toward other people. And so doing, you walk your talk, you take your own advice. And I find as a mom, that's when I show up the best for my kids is if I am so incredibly present within myself, if I am taking good care of myself, and this went right back to if there are any other mamas out there, you remember when you first had a baby that you had to remind yourself to take a shower? That self-care right there in its finest of the system and the mindset to prioritize your body and your well-being so that you can prioritize those who you help. How's that resonate for you? Oh, like, I love that. I love that idea of think of yourself as you're just overflowing kind of the opposite. It's the opposite, right? Overflowing. So you don't have to pour from an empty cup. I love how you said that. And I'm going to have to go back and listen to how you said that, um, to be able to, um, to say it perfectly like you did and so eloquently, but I, I totally agree with you. I think you know, when people ask what mindfulness is really, it it is that presence, but it's that ability to have that self-awareness of, you know, what, you know, you're able to step into a situation and it can be something you're familiar with or comfortable with, or it can be something that you're not, but no matter what you are understanding of 
how you're feeling about the environment, how you're, um, you know, how you might react to a certain, certain change. And, um, I, I love that you talked about the importance of understanding that you don't have to set aside time for mindfulness. And, and I think for some of us, like for me, for sure, like to build in those systems and those habits, I do need to be mindful about the time that I'm spending, right. Maybe with my, with certain routines, but the idea for me is that when I do have like my journaling every morning, when I take that time and set it and set aside that time for me, that's like a really big self um, reflective practice for me to really just truly check in with myself. Right. Or to, you know, express gratitudes and take time for that powerful, um, part of my day. But the idea is that you're kind of setting yourself up for success for the rest of your day. So that way, as you go through your day, you are just automatically kind of utilizing those tools, or you are being more mindful about things. Um, you know, my favorite thing that I do now that I never realized was if I'm in like a kind of a, you know, that whole woke up on the wrong side of the bed type of feeling, right. I might be driving to work and I might be like in that kind of mindset where it's like, I'm just grouchy. Right. And somebody cuts me off on the freeway. And in the past, it would just be another thing to complain about. And now I'll get a little bit irritated and I'll be like, why am I irritated at this? He's just driving. Like, it's not my fault, you know, whatever. (laughs) So, um, I, I just like that little kind of mental check that I'm able to give myself as a result of just being more mindful about how I'm entering a situation and the energy that I'm bringing in, um, and what it is that pours into that energy, um, instead of draining it. See, when you're that present in the moment of whoever's listening to the podcast right now, if they're on their commute right now, if they are just present with listening and noticing the commute, noticing where you're sitting, right? Noticing if you're driving, noticing your hands on the steering wheel, if you're on the subway, then noticing, hey, where are my surroundings? Who is around me right now? Mm -hmm. Just noticing the vibrations of the vehicle underneath you. Being present right now slows you right down. So instead of you driving and commuting to work, going, well, I'm in Canada, so an analogy would be like a a buck 40 kilometers per hour. So I'm sure that's what, like 200 miles an hour? Like, no way. (laughs) Let's let's not do this. Let's not Mm -hmm. go that fast. Mm -hmm. Let's slow it right down to a reasonable speed and slow your mind down so that you are open and aware to everything that is going on around you. That's one, your defensive driving so that you are aware when things are about to happen and that you can react to it. But take that as an analogy throughout the rest of your life. When something happens, you can't control that it happened. You cannot control how the other person is acting. You can only control your response. So you not driving right up to the person who cut you off and trying to flip them off. That's your response, right? Right. Let's not escalate. Let's stay in our lane and stay calm and safe as we are aware and we're driving. Yeah. And I love too, that you just pulled in very, very tangible things. I think, and not that, not because I totally relate to, you know, the idea of being able to be present by like closing the door, closing my eyes, getting rid of the sounds, blah, blah, blah. Right. Which is, which is very great. And there's always space for that, but 
that ability to look around you and, and build the awareness of your immediate environment to listen, to feel, uh, to smell, you know, to use your senses, your physical senses, um, is such a bridge to that kind of mind body connection. And I love that because, um, it is something like I teach, you know, my own like course participants about even just starting the practice of gratitude, you know, just look around the room right now. It doesn't have to be you thinking about your whole day. It can be you, you know, looking at the, the, out the window and you see the sun, it can be, you know, the book that's on your shelf that you're enjoying reading, like whatever it is, but it's something tangible and that's what's in your environment. And that can bring you into that mindfulness. Again, it goes back to that awareness of what's around you, right. And being present with what's around you. And the specificity I find to be so powerful Mm -hmm. because when you don't just say, oh yeah, you know, I'm grateful for my vehicle. What, what are you grateful about? Is it the way that when you're gripping the steering wheel, you can feel the vibrations of the vehicle? Is it the way that it accelerates? Is it how you feel safe in that vehicle? Is it because it's so convenient and functional for your needs, for how you transport? What is so hyper, hyper specific in this moment is really important. So I could say for my family, I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful for my husband and kids. That's really general. When I drop down into a very mindful moment of I'm sitting on the floor building a puzzle with my two-year-old and I'm saying, hey, buddy, this piece goes here because we're working on 12-piece puzzles right now, which are pretty advanced for a -a two-and-a-half-year-old. He can put it together if he knows where it goes. And we do one piece at a time. And one piece at a time, I say, right here. And he clicks it in. Good job. Celebrate right here, clicks it in. Good job. Celebrate. And before you know it, we have a full puzzle that has been put together. So being very grateful in that moment for Mm -hmm. this specific action is way more powerful than me saying, oh yeah, I'm grateful for my kids. Right. It's exactly. And, and I love that you brought in the specifics of it and really understanding why we are grateful for something or why we are excited about something again, just brings us into the presence of it a little bit more than just that general idea. Um, you know, and that's one of the reasons why, like when I'm maybe creating a gratitude prompt or something, it's very important to me to not just have like list some things you're grateful for, but to really, you know, if, especially for anybody I'm teaching or anything like that, it's really important that I teach you like how to be specific and why it's so important to be specific like that, because it does, it just enhances your ability to um, like, and I love that you kind of said it in, in, in a sense of like, you're celebrating each moment, you know, you're finding joy in those little, little moments. And that really goes a long way. And, you know, you, it's, it's just so cool how you start to be excited about those little, little moments and what that does for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, So I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to say a little bit of a a lesson here of presence in our five dimensions of well-being. So Mm -hmm. when we're specific, how do we get specific? How do we hone in? So one of our strategies was the environmental of what are the things that are around us right now? The five dimensions of well-being are our wellness in mental, emotional, physical, social, and spiritual aspects. So what I find when I'm working with clients is oftentimes they're coming to me with 
very, very lacking one or two areas, sometimes more like four or five. And we're, we're really feeling like we are a mess and we need help. So here's what I do to explain it. I hold up my hand and say, okay, if you are having an issue in one of these fingers or your thumb, that one digit is weak, but can you still open a doorknob with the rest of your hand, even if you have one weak digit? Oh, well, yes, of course. So you have a weakness at that location. You can think of all the other aspects of what you're doing as supporting that one weakness. So let's just use a really tangible example, like somebody is physically ill or has something that's physically suffering in their body. What are you doing socially that still fills you up that you know if you're in pain, having a distraction is wonderful. If you are intellectually stimulated and you're able to focus your mind, then when you're going into a practice where you are alleviating that pain, you are hyper, hyper focused on it where you can breathe through it so that when you do go to physiotherapy, you are breathing through each of those activities because you are mentally well and mentally focused. When we talk about our five dimensions of well-being, we can use those to get so specific in one individual strategy. So let's use social as an example. If you're driving, I don't want you to close your eyes, but if you're at home, you are more than welcome to join me in a little mindful moment here and you are invited to close your eyes and drop down into your heart center. And from your heart center, imagine that beating organ that you are so grateful for that is pumping blood for you every moment of every single day. And imagine and visualize a beautiful cup. You choose the color, you choose the container. I love to imagine a golden chalice right in the center of my chest, sometimes even deeper down, all the way from my gut, that this golden chalice is overflowing with golden liquid light. And it continues to bubble up and overflow like a fountain. And like a fountain, it bubbles up higher and higher and higher. And it fills your body from your toes and your feet this beautiful liquid light all the way up through your legs, through your core, through your chest, completely filling all of your heart space until it bubbles up and out into your arms, extending your arms out as if you were to give a hug to the person who you love most in this moment. And the person who you love most in this moment might need to be yourself. Or you could visualize a loved one. And allowing that to continue to bubble up, up, up through your throat and allow it to express the next time you see them and speak with them how much you truly love and care for this individual. Take a deep breath in and out. That is an example of social support where you can direct that social wellness to another individual or to yourself and using the analogy of the cup, filling yourself up first so that you are overflowing with so much love for another individual or for yourself so that you're never in a codependent relationship. I love that. How was that for you? That was so good. <laughs> Aside from it just being super calming, I love the idea of the hug 
that was, that was just fantastic. And I don't, um, you know, even if you're not a big hugger, right. If you're visualizing that you do automatically feel just that kind of safety and that support, like you said, that's, um, so fantastic. Thank you for that little, I feel like that was like a really, um, little good little bonus for anybody listening, able to kind of, you know, just in the moment practice it. And I love that you're, that you're adding that in as we have a conversation. I think that that's just so powerful. Um, well, everyone's listening. Marie and I didn't script this. This is all as a conversation. This is just being present in the moment and seeing what comes up for you. Yeah, exactly. And that's, um, you know, I was telling you before we started recording, but that's, I love that about this podcast is just, and usually even if I'm just rambling and doing my own um, episode where I'm talking, that's honestly what I do. I just sit down and I listen to the message on my heart and I'm like, okay, like this is what I'm sharing today. And we'll see, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Um, but I think that that's just a big Testament to that ability to, or not ability, but just that, um, inspiration to just be present and, and see what comes up organically. Um, so thank you for that. Um, now for, um, I have a lot, I know I have a lot of, uh, a lot of people listening that are going to want to, um, maybe have you maybe inspire and, and share some strategies that can be used in the workplace. Like, and, and I know we kind of talked about that ability to just kind of be present and not necessarily have to set time aside to use these strategies, but things that we can incorporate. And I know you and I have talked a lot about, um, time management and, and I think, and just from my perspective, as I've kind of before really understanding what time management could be, I think a lot of what I understood it was like, I have to things that I have to get done and, and ways to prioritize. Um, and if I'm not managing my time, it maybe is a reflection of, um, me not being great at my job or, you know, just, it's almost like if I'm not a good time management, um, I, I have a def, a, you know, a definite, um, lack of skills in that area or things like that. And I love that when we talked last time, you talked about time management kind of in a different light. Um, and just as more of a tool, um, rather than something you have to be able to do, <laughs> I guess if I'm, I don't even know if I'm coming off, um, very coherently I'm right here. now. Yeah, that I'm hearing what you need to hear right now is be guilt-free about your schedule. Right. It's not about, am I procrastinating? Am I not procrastinating? Do I need to be super productive? Your time management is being shameless about the boundaries that you set up. So there's your mindset shift is there's no need to be guilty. There's no right, wrong, good, bad, any set set answer. We'll say it that way. There are systems that I teach that you can put into place that will benefit you, but you don't have to be guilty if you don't incorporate everything. So I would love to give your listeners one huge takeaway. Um, It's straight out of my teacher time management course. And honestly, this is for anyone who is remotely an educator or who works with um, anyone in a sort of teaching, educating profession. It could even be entrepreneurs who are consultants. You have planning time, right? Here's the big, big tip. 
block your time so that when you're doing this task, you only do this task. And when the thought pops into your head, of, oh, geez, I also need to do, write it down on a post-it or have your system of maybe that's um, a schedule, a big planner that's on your desk, write it down and it's on the to-do list. You shove it to the side. It's out of your mind for right now. Go back to this task. That's how you get your deep work and you become mindful and present in the task at hand, which is especially helpful for the tasks we don't like doing, for the things we don't like planning, and the email that we really don't want to write. <laughs> if you are present and focused and mindful as you are working through it, it's a lot better to work through the junk right now all at once than it is to spread the junk out of the whole day, every day, all week. Right. Be mindful in this task now, just this task now. I, and I, I love that. And honestly, that kind of describes the day that I had today. I had this long list of things to do and I, um, I, my house needed to be cleaned and I'm the type where that's part of my mindfulness is understanding. I will not work as efficiently on the other things. If I know that there's clutter in certain areas or, you know, my, my workspace and the environment I set myself up in is very important to me. And my house was so dirty and my floors were dirty. And, um, I was kind of doing that all day. Cause I, I knew I was like, that's my first task. And it took me longer than I wanted, but the fact that, and that I was just present in the task and did it until it was done or until I was satisfied with how it was, um, really helped me kind of put into perspective, all of the other things, knowing that they're going to get done, um, and just, and doing just that and just adding them to my list and, you know, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Right. But I think that that is, um, so important because we can get, and I know I am guilty of this is, and you said that it's guilt. You want, you know, you see your list and, and you try to manage your time and you're so focused on getting all of these things done that if you don't get all these things done, you're going to be maybe a little bit more self-critical, but really it, it's about kind of that, um, how did you put it? Batching, right. That batching of the tasks. And I love that system. And that's something that's definitely helped me because I am, you know, balancing this full-time work you know, life. And also, uh, you know, as, as a speech pathologist in a school district, and then I, I have my business and I want to do both things and I want to do them both hundred percent. So what I've learned is when I'm there, when I'm at my school, I am hundred percent there. And then when I come home, like, you know, and, and get involved in my tasks, I'm hundred percent involved in, in those and that's okay. Um, so it is definitely such a helpful practice and and I, I know it goes along with all those great things that can help us, you know, reduce that overwhelm and prevent burnout, um, which I know is such a, it's so needed right now, these, these things, because there, I think a lot of us that are in that education field or, you know, just in some capacity being of service, um, I think we're all kind of just crazed right now. The world kind of feels crazy. All of our jobs feel very, very busy and maybe are short staffed. Um, and so it's such a good reminder to do what you can do 
in the time, like in, you know, that time that you're giving yourself, um, and, and that right there helps you set, you know, set personal boundaries and, and do a lot of that. So that's awesome. And when you get home here, I think is Marie, the thing that really rose up for me as you were talking, take a mindset shift to do fewer things better. And all that self-critical junk will somehow disappear because look, you did this one thing so well by being present within it. Exactly. Um, I have a cat trying to join me. (laughs) She's meowing. I don't know if you could hear it, but, um, attention, but no, we can't hear. (laughs) Okay, good. I can hear her. Um, but yes, I, I, I love that. And I definitely do. Um, I, that's been a big focus for me now is having those moments to make, to take those mindset shifts and to really just be really what it is, is being okay when there she is, um, when things need to not be, you know, and, and you kind of brought this word up earlier, but that procrastination, right. I'm not, it's not that we're procrastinating. It's that what we're working on right now. Um, I want, I want my heart in. And like you said, do doing fewer things better is not, doesn't mean I'm procrastinating on the other five things that I wanted to try and squeeze in and get done because burnout doesn't just happen in my workplace. You know, it can happen across the board. Um, so Yes. Thank you. Welcome. Um, all right. As we are kind of, um, wrapping this up, Grace, I want you to have the chance to talk about, um, cause you did mention, um, you have, you said it was a course, right. For teachers. Oh, Yes. So for any educator who feels like you've just got way too much on your plate, because let's face it, this past year is completely overwhelming. Even if in previous years you felt overwhelmed, whoo, talk about turning the volume up on that one. The teacher time course is how to have more time for you. It's in less than 10 minutes a day for 10 days. You can learn my complete system that I leverage from going, working 90 hours a week. I'm not kidding. Down Mm -hmm. to a 40 hour work week. Mm -hmm. That is the full system that you need. It doesn't take long to learn. It is simple, but so incredibly powerful. Guess what? It is only $7 right now. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I had to discount it to be like, everybody who needs this, here it is for you. This is what you need right now. And the best place to find it is just through the link in my bio on my Instagram. So if you don't mind my sharing my Instagram, I please. Mrs. A. Grace Martin at Mrs. A. G. R. A. C. E. M. A. R. T. I. N. Yes. And I will link that um, directly to your Instagram in the show notes too. Um, yeah. We'll make it all, all easy there. Everyone's going to find you. <laughs> I want everybody to have access to that course. That sounds amazing. Um, Okay. Well, what I like to do at the end when I have guests on the show is we definitely need to do a gratitude moment. And I feel like this would be a good chance for both of us to, um, practice kind of that, uh, that immediate environment kind of gratitude. So, um, I am, I'm putting you on the spot, but that's what we've been doing this whole time. So, (laughs) um, what is one thing that you can see here, feel touch that you are grateful for? 
Mm, you know what? The chair that I am in right now is a very unusual chair in that like it's a full 90 degree sit to my feet and to my to my legs. And my dad actually purchased this chair after he had hip surgery and had to make sure that his legs were at a full 90 degree angle. Uh-huh. And it has these arms on it that are just great as elbow rests. And the funny thing is when I was on my first maternity leave, I would nurse my baby boy right here with my elbows resting on on this chair and I would have all of my work in front of me. Um, I had to get prepared for teaching two brand new physics courses and I did my two huge physics workbooks while I had my baby in my arms in this chair and now it's the office chair for downstairs and it is like lumbar support everything but I also have that sentimentality of um, I never really had my baby girl in this chair because of a different space and everything but yeah this is a very very comfortable chair that I can feel my seat in that my legs are fully supported in it is a good chair (laughs) oh I love that Um, I would, well, I would have, I would have probably said my microphone, but I'm definitely shifted over to the cat that's in my arms right now. (laughs) She, what is your cat's name? She jumped up Sasha and she, um, I love her. She, I'm grateful for her for so many reasons, but she's like more dog than cat. So she's, you know, very, um, we're very emotionally attached. She loves cuddles. Um, she, um, keeps me, she keeps me company, but she's also, you know, if I feel, um, you know, maybe I'm feeling kind of emotional about things or whatever, if I'm stressed, like she's ready to just jump on my lap and, and keep me comfy, but she's typically always ready for that. So yeah, I'm grateful for her right, right in this moment, cuddling with me. And did you know that those purrs actually help harmonize the frequency of how your heart is beating? I did hear that. And it's so interesting because the minute she starts purring, I do feel ways it slows me down. And I think I, and that's, you know, I definitely love, um, being a, being a pet mama, you know, and having, um, some, something in my environment to always kind of remind me to slow down. Um, but yeah, I forget where I heard that, but it was a while ago and you just reminded me. Um, but yeah, so that would be my gratitude. I love it, Marie. Love it. Love it (laughs) so much for this time together. Yes. Thank you for joining me for sharing so many good things. And, um, like I said, all your information is in the show notes. I really, really, really hope that everyone takes advantage of your, um, course because that is fantastic. And, um, I, I can't wait to see just what comes of it and all the amazing things you do. So thank you so much for, for joining me. Thank you, everyone.